Hi, this is Elliot Fisherman, and welcome to the May 2012 CTSS Quiz Report. And what I'm going to do is look at the 10 terrific cases I gave you, go through the answers, a little bit of discussion, and hopefully you got them all right. All right, let's get started. This is a great case in the sense this is the best example of something I've seen in a while. I asked you a question regarding the left atrial appendage, which statement is correct. And I guess the thing to look at in this case axial and coronals. Look at the left atrial appendage. There's a huge thrombus in there. Now sometimes you can get fooled and there's a pseudothrombus, but that's a flat line, like a layering effect. The other thing you see here is, oh by the way, is a large PE, pleural effusions, but this is a big thrombus. So which statement is correct? There's a pseudothrombus in the left atrium. That's obviously not a pseudothrombus. You can, you can, though, rarely get myxomas in the left atrium, but it looks more mass-like. This is really filling it in. It doesn't look like a, a myxoma. The left atrial appendage cannot be reliably evaluated on CT. Well, the answer is it can be reliably evaluated. So the best answer and the correct answer is D. There is thrombus in the left atrial appendage. All right, this is a great case I had the other week. And what you can see, if you look at the images, you're looking at a coronal volume 3D and a MIP thickening and increased enhancement of the right colon, and you're seeing thickening in prominent vessels. But it doesn't have the vasorectal appearance of Crohn's disease where things are narrowed and irregular and very prominent small vessels. There's big vessels going across each haustra. So I'm asking you which statement is incorrect. The changes in the right colon are consistent with colitis. That's the answer. And oh, by the way, this was lymphocytic colitis, a very unusual type of colitis. I've seen a few cases now with this funny vascular pattern, so it's something we're going to look at. CT cannot detect changes in the end vessels in patients with colitis. That's wrong. We do see this prominent vasorecta, so that's going to be incorrect. CT is valuable for generating vascular maps in colitis. As this case shows, that's true. And injection times of 4 to 5 cc's are necessary to evaluate the bowel. And the answer is yes. We try to inject at 5 cc's a second the contrast material. So very nice example, very nice case. This is a great case. I asked you what the best diagnosis in this patient with weight loss is. And if you only look at the image on your right, you see a big spleen with a big mass. And you've got to be thinking about tumor, malignancy. You can think about a differential diagnosis. But then you see a lesion in the kidney. It's not a cyst. It's a solid mass. So now I'm saying i got a mass in the kidney. i got a mass in the spleen. What's the best answer? Well, splenic abscess, I guess the splenic lesion could be an abscess, but it would be surprising to have abscesses in two organs, though it can occur, but usually it's more likely the uh, liver and spleen, and then it's multiple small lesions in a patient with fungal infection, particularly immunosuppressed patients. Sarcoidosis can involve the spleen, but usually it's multiple small lesions, and then it often involves the liver, though rarely the kidney. Sand tumor is a very unusual tumor of the spleen that we've been speaking about, but that doesn't affect the kidney. The best answer in this case, and it really matches the clinical history, is B-cell lymphoma. Involvement of the kidney, involvement of the spleen, and you can see a very, very nice example of that. Now, this is a great case, and the key thing to look at this case is what am I showing you? Uh, image on your right, obviously a big renal mass, renal cell carcinoma. I don't think that's a problem, but what else is there? Well, when you look at the spine, image on your left, there's a vascular lesion in the spinal canal. That's a mangioblastoma. Uh, it's a vascular lesion, and so it's seen in von Hippel-Lindau disease. You get these hemangioblastomas, you get them in the, the cerebellum, you get them in the spinal cord. You also get renal cell carcinomas, you can get pheochromocytomas, cystadenomas of the pancreas. 
It's not MEN 2A or 1A or 1B or 2B, and it's not Clipple-Trinani Weber. So very nice example. What about this case? I'm showing you this case because you see some what looks like calcification in the pancreatic head. Now, maybe this is just pancreatitis. Pancreatic ducts dilated, but you can see dilated pancreatic duct and pancreatitis. I think sometimes it's very difficult detecting pancreatic cancer in a patient who's had prior pancreatitis. There's great overlap. But when I see too much soft tissue and minimal calcification, I always worry about the coexistence of carcinoma within chronic pancreatitis. Uh, this is not just plain chronic pancreatitis. There's too much soft tissue. Lymphoma is a possibility, but primary pancreatic lymphoma is very rare, and this is surely not root pancreatitis. And this was a great case of pancreatic adenocarcinoma. Interestingly, the patient never had pancreatitis in the past. So what is those calcifications? This patient had a colloid tumor, and those tumors often have microcalcifications. So a very interesting and in some ways unusual case. What about this case? 50-year-old female, abdominal pain, what's the best diagnosis? And the thing you see here on the volume rendering in MIP is you see thickening of the small bowel distally with mass effect. Crohn's is a consideration, but there's too much soft tissue. Bessets is a good possibility, a good location. Ischemic bowel doesn't look like the irregularity of ischemic bowel. To me, this is more mass effect. It looks to me like tumor. There's some nodes in the mesentery. Best diagnosis is small bowel lymphoma. And this, in fact, was a B-cell lymphoma. This is a great case, and I haven't shown enough chest cases. I'm going to show you some more over the next few weeks. But you have a very large anterior metastinal mass, so you think about lymphoma as a possibility. You can think about metastasis. But what you really notice is going into the internal mammary nodes and going through the chest wall. Mesothelioma can be focal, pleural-based masses grow through the chest wall, but not with this anterior metastinal mass. Breast cancer gives you internal mammary nodes and can grow anteriorly or posteriorly, but it's just too extensive in this case. Thymomas can cause pleural implants, uh, can be a large metastinal mass, can occasionally push in through the chest wall, but the bulkiness of the tumor, the infiltration, I think is a great example of B-cell lymphoma. Very nice case. I show you this case, and what you're looking at, 27-year-old suspected appendicitis. Well, when I tell you it's suspected appendicitis, the one answer you know is it's not appendicitis. And when you're looking at here, particularly in the coronal view, you're seeing enlarged ovaries bilaterally with thickening. This is a classic case of tubo ovarian abscesses, pelvic inflammatory disease. It's not ovarian cancer. You could do a differential for bilateral adnexal cystic lesions, but the wall thickening, the age, and the history is really good for pelvic inflammatory disease. Now this case is what I would call a rule breaker. You see a mass in the liver and you see visually and by density it measures fat. So what can it be? Well there are several lesions classically that contain fat. Hepatoma, hepatic adenoma, and lipoma. This lesion initially biopsied, couldn't tell what it was, aggressive mass, not sure much about anything. Finally, it was removed. This ended up being a primary liposarcoma. Remember, we always say primary liposarcomas of the liver or kidney are incredibly rare. Here's one of those cases. Large mass contains fat. Uh, hepatic adenomas can contain fat, but too much fat here, lipomas. It looks kind of an ugly-looking lipoma, which is a liposarcoma. And hepatoma can contain fat, but in those scenarios, it's minimal fat. 
Now, this is a great case because it shows the value of 3D imaging and good CT enterocolitis evaluation. Patient with abdominal pain, unusual symptoms, been evaluated several times with no success. If you look hard in the fourth portion of the duodenum, seen axially and on the 3D image, there's a 5-millimeter vascular lesion in the duodenum in the fourth portion. Well, lymphoma tends to be bulkier, and I told you there's a lesion present, so it's not normal, and Crohn's tends to be a stricture. This small vascular lesion under a sonometer was a small carcinoid tumor uh, uh, proven surgically and on path. So again, small vascular lesions in bowel, think about carcinoid, think about gist tumor, but we are picking up ever smaller lesions. So with that, I've given you 10, I think, terrific cases. Each of them had some pearls or points. Hopefully you got them all right, or at least came close, or at least thought about them. And with that, have a great day, and I'll see you back here next month for the June 2012 CTSS quiz. Have fun. Bye. Aloha. Riverdurchi. Hasta mañana. Goodbye.